0: Welcome everybody to the Wiregrass High School Football Report, brought to you by the radio people. This is your weekly look at all things high school football and the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer for Dothan Woods Football on 96.9 The Legend. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, 96.9 TheLegend.com, 95.5 WTVY.com, and WKMX.com. And the podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And if you leave a review, I will read it on a future edition of the show. If you want to follow me on social media, you can find me at PJordanscc. Of course, you can always email me at sportsdollphilipjordan at gmail.com. Everybody joining me this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Michael Rinker. He is the WDHN Sports Director. And uh, Michael, I do appreciate you you coming on the show this week.
1: Of course. It's always a pleasure of mine to come on here and talk sports. And we get to just happy we get to talk about our subject today, and that they've done as well as they have all season long, and here we are, state title game, Super 7.
0: Yeah, so it's a, I guess for people getting this podcast, uh know that it's good news that the high school football season still going because when the the playoffs started, I said the podcast goes as long as we have playoff teams. And, yeah, man, the uh, Abbeville Yellow Jackets are headed to the state championship. It'll be the first time appearing in a state championship game since 1971. And, uh, we were discussing – off the year that this is the 100th season of Abbeville football as well. So just a, just a big all-around year for the Abbeville Yellow Jacks. Before that, we're coming off of Thanksgiving. Oh, man. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving?
1: You know, I uh, was actually at work, but it was still pretty nice. Got a FaceTime call with the family. And then I'm a Washington football team fan, and I think we all know how that went with we the Cowboys. So it's always a good day when you get to smack your rival on, on national television. So it was pretty good. Uh, ate some good food, so it was pretty good. How about yourself?
0: It was good. Okay, so you had a good day football-wise on Thanksgiving because uh, <laughs> your favorite <laughs> team was playing, and I, I almost called them what they used to be called. I'm, I'm still having a hard time with that with That name change. Uh, touchy name Waters. <laughs> do
1: what? <laughs> yeah, it's Touchy Waters. I, I I'll do that every now and then, but it's like when you've been calling it, same name for 20 years it's almost habit at that point
0: yeah it it is it is i did the same thing when uh when the chargers moved from san diego to uh, la and then i did the same thing and i bet this year with with the raiders i just want to say oakland it's always it wants to come out but for people who are not fans of that team it was a miserable day of football oh and then and this was something and look, this is high school football, so I'm, I'm not going to go on a rant here. I'll save that to for some other podcast that I do. <laughs> the Egg Bowl for Ole Miss, Mississippi State is usually on Thanksgiving night. They pushed that thing to Saturday this year, and that was another disappointment for me. And then there's usually an SEC game on Friday. So uh, I know it's 2020, but I'm going to ask everybody to get the football stuff together for next year for Thanksgiving. That is my my plea to everybody. Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: but I ate a lot too. Like I mean, both the Lions and the Cowboys off of Thanksgiving.
0: Well, they tradition. traditional. Thanksgiving.
1: I think you open the door.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's the thing, and it's tradition. So I guess we have to live it. They're going to continue to to do that to us. Now I did eat a lot. I I'm a, I'm normally a night owl. I'm usually up eleven, twelve o'clock. I ate so much Thursday. I was in a bed for ten o'clock. It just took it took me out. <laughs> Oh, uh, that was, yeah, I, I cause I, I did two Thanksgiving day meals. I, I ate with two different sides of the family on Thursday. So I, I had a plate load twice that day. So when mm. I got done and th- that's dessert That'll put included. You out. Yeah. Dessert included. So I, I was through, Uh, but you know, as we kind of talk about Thanksgiving and uh, people say, when y'all get to football talk, we are gonna get to a second. This is fun stuff to talk about too. Um, uh, <laughs> wash okay? You know you got the meat, the turkey, of course. So, and I've heard a lot of people talk this on their shows. What, what is your number one on the side?
1: Oh, every time mashed potatoes, five thousand miles mashed potatoes. I don't care if you have gravy or not. Since I was a kid, mashed potatoes. I a plate of mashed potatoes, and that would be it. Now, so by far, mashed potatoes.
0: Now, for me, you know, living in the south, is on my life. has been it's dressing. The dressing. Now, I know. You, uh, you are not originally from here oh do you, were you did you are you used to dressing or is it stuffing
1: it's stuffing i'm not a particular i'll eat it it to me doesn't i don't really care for it but yeah we call it stuffing in virginia but i've heard dressing both i feel like virginia is one of those states where you get a lot of everything
0: okay and now my number one dessert is a uh, pumpkin pie that's my go-to Oh, yeah.
1: I used to be an apple pie guy, but then recently, pumpkin pie. You put some whipped cream on that, top tier.
0: Oh, man. I'm about, I have some left. When we get done recording this, I'm going into the refrigerator <laughs> and grabbing some more. I've been eating turkey sandwiches since Thursday. That's another thing. It's, it's, it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be done with turkey in about a few days. That I'm gonna. If you show me a turkey mm-hmm. sandwich, I'm gonna be like, take that somewhere else. I've had enough of it. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, as we talk about top, Abbeville uh, did advance to the state championship game against. They played Leroy on Friday night, and look, I was going into this thing because Leroy has tremendous history in high school football. This is a team that's always there. You think at the end of they've been to the semifinals a couple of years in a row now uh they have played state championship games i mean it's just a program with history and abbeville coming here and lebron stewart doing what he's doing all year uh i watched this streaming online Yeah, you know, i think you did the same way um yeah mm-hmm. a- abbeville controlled this game i mean you can say that. i think you can say that. do you agree that abbeville pretty much controlled this game from start to finish
1: Oh, for sure. From the jump, I think when they scored that first touchdown, they already knew they won the game. They're that type of team. They jump on you early. They try to get a turnover, a stop on defense, and go up two scores before there's five minutes off the clock. That's just what they've done all year. So I think that's their game plan, and it worked Friday night for sure.
0: Yeah, Rico Dozier was big in this game. And uh, uh, Any stats y'all hear me talking about I got from the, uh, the Dothan Eagle article by David Mundy that was in the paper. On Saturday, Mm -hmm. big. He had three touchdowns, 201 yards, and he was the guy that started it off uh, there with that first touchdown. And, you know, the thing with Abbeville, too, offensively, they can beat you so many different ways. I mean, yeah, they'll they'll line up and smash mouth with you. You kind of had to do that a little bit on Friday night due to the weather. But watching this team play all year, you can also look. I said, look, if they need to sit back there and throw it, uh, Martavis Glanton can beat you through the air as well. And they were they were not. He was oh, yeah. throwing some dimes out there on um, passing the game too.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the uh, unsung here, unsung heroes from Friday, who kind of was the unsuspecting contribu- contributor, was uh, Chris Williams, number mm-hmm. seventeen. I don't know. I've covered a lot of Abbeville games. Have been out there filming them. I haven't seen him too many times, but I think throughout the game he had 170 receiving yards and three touchdowns. And then an interception on defense. So they continue to find new gadgets to play with. LeBron Stewart does. so; They're proving why they're in the state title game. I'm really, uh, from the jump, they're one of those teams where you saw the talent, but you never knew how far that would go being in year one. But, man, Friday night was dominant. It was only a 15-point game, but I think we both know when it was like 36 to 15 or wherever it was, it was kind of like Abbeville. They could take the, the breaks off on defense and just keep going.
0: Yeah, it did kinda feel like there in the fourth quarter, Abbeville offensively was still putting the points up and yeah, Leroy was getting some scores in, but you kinda had that feeling like Leroy hasn't stopped them all night. They're not gonna do it here. They just it's one of them deals like you're going to have to stay with them from the start. If you get behind Abbeville when they get that offense rolling, they're they're pretty tough to stop. And and talking about their offense, in the playoffs, they're averaging 49.5 points per game. Defensively, of course, when you give it 45, Mm -hmm. that's going to make your stats jump up a little bit. Uh, 26.3 points allowed in the playoffs so far. But offensively, and the thing about it, and you covered them during the, the regular season, you saw them. They were really good on offense during the regular season. But I'm telling you, man, oh, I yeah. feel like they have just taken it to a different level in the playoffs.
1: They have. And I, I was talking, actually on Thanksgiving, I over Saturday, I to talk to Coach Stewart and some of the kids, and I was like, Coach, you're playing your best football by far and at the perfect time of the year. So their offense, I, I just think they continue to find different ways to move the ball and score the ball. Obviously, you have both the Glantons and Rico Dozier, but then they have the sophomore, Montavius Conley, Gabriel Schell, they now are using him as a tight end receiver, and that dude, I mean, he's already great on the D-line, but he's like 6'3", 230, and so he's a tank to try to stop, especially through the air. So every every week they're finding a new way to score, and they are very fun to watch. If you pay for the the ticket to go up to Brian Denny, you're going to find some points.
0: Yeah, yeah, you are. And then you talked about Chris Williams and his first touchdown, and I think uh, the broadcasters of the game were kind of like – Shot the first couple of times that uh, Abbeville scored, uh, they went for two. But then, you know, we all know this. People here in the Wiregrass know that that's what mm-hmm. they do. They go for two every time. But <laughs> they were they were sharp. And to think about that. If you're a team that doesn't do that, and Abbeville is doing that, look, they got up more than uh, two scores very quickly when he went up sixteen to seven uh, when uh, Glanton mm-hmm. hit Williams for that first touchdown in the first quarter, and then you turn right around. And Williams intercepts the quarterback from Leroy, and then you know, they they go up twenty four to seven pretty quickly with another Rico Dozier touchdown. So that's that's kind of a wrinkle too at Abbeville as well, because they're going to go for two every single time they score, and so uh, you may they may force you into doing that, and that's kind of where you can get an advantage too. So that's an, another little wrinkle. Of course, we talk all these wrinkles that they throw at you uh, there at Abbeville, but that, that's another one Lebron Stewart does.
1: For sure. And I'm not sure why he does it. But for me, I feel like it's a confidence thing where they know they're going to get two point conversion, but then they also know that they're going to stop you from getting yours. So even if you do score and go for two, they're gaining two points every time. So I feel like you got to be on your P's and Q's offensively or you better be able to stop them because I mean, they are something else. And right now they're playing, they're playing off the charts.
0: Yeah, and of course, they're a confident bunch going – We're going into this game, and obviously they are now going to the state championship game. But I know you did say you were around the team a little bit uh, last week before they did go off to Leroy, uh, talk to Coach Stewart. Uh, how, was, uh, how was their mindset going into that game from what you could tell just being around them uh, that day?
1: I think it starts with Coach Stewart. He kind of preaches – uh, modesty, but also confidence, and it just they all have a belief in each other. They're like a large family. I mean, most teams are, but this team is special, and uh you get that just from talking to the players, seeing how they act around each other. They're always trying to one up each other' in the good ways, um, not really any of them are like selfish, so they they had confidence, and I knew I think they probably knew what they were going to do Friday, and they went out and did exactly what they thought they would. So I assume this week in preparation for Friday. They probably will be the same way, and I hope they do because that's kind of what I feel like they play with that confidence and swagger, and that's what breeds the way they play on the field. So, I I saw them winning on Friday because of how I how they were Thursday.
0: Yeah, you know, of course, I've had Coach Stewart on the show a couple times this year as well, and something he always brings up that always sticks out to me. He talked about you mentioned the family, and you know how you know how this is such a good group, and when you look at this group too, this is. This senior class at Abbeville, I mean, they have gone thirty-nine and nine in four years. What they've done, of course, this mm-hmm. is Coach Stewart's first year. Uh, Robin Tyra, who is now at Ashford, was the coach so the previous years. The foundation laid. I mean, and for these for these kids going into this will be their last game as seniors, getting win forty. I mean, I, I just can't imagine for this group that they have there that how big that's going to be. I mean. Anytime you can win a state championship, it is big, and you win in playoff games. But if you could leave say, hey, we won a state championship, we won two region titles, and we won 40 games in four years. I mean, if they can pull that off, that's just amazing. Oh,
1: yeah. It would be, and I think they want to for sure. And, I mean, that's kind of the, what the story I did on Thursday about them was their senior leadership and just how how extensive of a senior group this is. I mean, it starts on the O-line. I think they have three or four starting o or seniors, and you obviously have both the Glantons, Rico Dozier, Gabriel Schell, um, Arthur Thomas. I mean, it's just and it's an extensive list of seniors, and they all say the same thing. I can't forget about Jason, number four. they They're all just like, we're a special team. We love each other. We're willing to fight for each other. And I think that's why Coach Stewart holds them to such a high hand standard, and then they hold each other to the same standard as well. So I think that they know what's on the line, and they're, they're willing to go out there and put it all on the line for each other, just knowing that five nations watching them once wants, wants that state ring.
0: You know, we look at the history of Abbeville and what they've done. This is a historic year. As we mentioned off the top, this is the 100th season of Abbeville football and this is their first time being in the state championship game since 1971. I mean, you talked about this off the air. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce the school they played because I, I feel like I'm completely <laughs> going to destroy it. You can just go look it up online, but they did play to a zero zero tie in that game because apparently the state of alabama did not have a tiebreaker uh policy put in place if a championship game or a playoff game went uh ended up in a tie so they were co-champions so this is an opportunity obviously we're not going to have co-champions on friday this will be you will have an outright uh state champion and just thinking about that for abbeville 1971 and going into this and look this team they're playing is really good i was i was reading up on what they did this past friday against spring garden they're going against mars hill who is really good team in their own Mm -hmm. right this year i think they've only lost two games this year they you know they have not been a program that long i don't know if you've looked into them but they've only been a program for about maybe 2011 yeah they, they have not been around that long maybe that's why you know this the name is new to me because, of course, this will be the first ever matchup for these two programs. And uh, they're running a the playoff. They have averaged 51.5 points, and uh, they're allowing only 16.8 so far. Uh, they beat Spring Garden 32-14. to 14, And reading up on them, you know what they are. They're going to run the ball. They ran the ball 52 times against Spring Garden for 457 yards, 25 first downs, and 30 for Spring Garden. But that kind of ties back into what we talked about at the beginning of Abbeville. So Abbeville wants to run the ball. We know that. You know you know that from talking and to Coach Stewart, watching this team, uh, and that's been the message I've got from him when I've talked to him. But if that gets taken away, they have the confidence that they, they can throw the ball and loosen that defense up and go back to the yep. running game. So this is a matchup, too, where I do think you know this is a really good team they're playing, but potentially this is a good matchup for Abbeville, too, because since you are not one dimensional, they can do more than one thing. Like I said, if the running game does get stopped a little bit, they can go to that passing game. But it's going to be a it's, it is a tremendous matchup going on this Friday though.
1: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Obviously, I, I, I caught a little bit of their game last week, and I think the thing with Abbeville, though is that on defensively, one of their strengths is stopping the run. And Rico Dozier plays both ways, but they just they have some guys in the D-line I kind of mentioned, Gabriel Show and Arthur Thomas, they plug up the holes on, on defense and they can stop the run. Now fr- last Friday it was a little different, I mean they had some help with the field being so muddy, but early on in the season, I was really impressed with their defense, granted they played some subpar opponents before they played Geneva County, but I think they had two, two or three shutouts to start the year, so I think defensively it would definitely be a key on Friday, just being able to get a stop and then like I said, just get that get that first score and then try to go up early because that's how you put a team out that likes to run the ball. You go to the scores and make them move quicker, try to score as fast as they can to get back in the game. Kind of like the Cowboys. The Cowboys like to run the ball with Zeke and then throw it. They get behind, they're not that great. So I think that would be the, the goal for Coach Stewart is try to get ahead early, get some stops, go up big, and then maybe from there you kind of coast. But it's going to be a great game. I think Marcel has a pretty good team. I think their two losses is one's a forfeit and the other's to a six A school, so they are a good team.
0: Yeah, and when you're two A playing six A, that's that's a big difference there. But yeah, so it's going to be fun to it's going to be fun to watch and uh, people out there. I hope people in Wiregrass will be able to make the trip uh, to Tuscaloosa to go check it out at the all game Friday. Will be at two forty five. Uh, central time that is Mm -hmm. the time here in alabama so but yeah i hope to see a a big crowd but everybody knows you can check it out online as well that's the way i'll be watching it on uh on friday but i do hope abbeville wins and michael uh before we close this thing out uh anything else uh you got you you know that maybe we didn't touch on with abbeville and this upcoming matchup
1: uh not really i mean they're just a great team to cover. You can kind of tell it's a family atmosphere from coaches to the players. I think Coach – I think it's their offensive coordinator, Coach Caps, His father played at Abbeville, coached at Abbeville. So he played at Abbeville and coached there too. So it's a top-down thing where they all – they love each other. They they want to fight for each other. And I think that's why they, they are where they are. So I'm excited for it. I have the pleasure of being able to go to the game. And so I hope I get to uh, cover a win and get seen, see some more smiles on Coach Stewart.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be fun, uh, and going. The thing about it too, it's got to be a thrill, you know, for the players too. But yes, you're there to win a championship, so you know you got that on your mind. But at the same time, you're playing in the same stadium that Alabama plays in, and just you know, firstly, you know, you're playing, you're playing the same stadium that Auburn plays in. So that's a big deal, too, as well. So, uh, you know, but like I said, Michael said he'll be there. And I'm sure you'll have all kind of great covers this week on WDHN. And, um, and I guess as we close uh, our conversation out, firstly, uh, if we don't, you know, obviously I do appreciate all the times you did come on this, this year because next week will be the season finale of the podcast. But uh, also, mm-hmm. uh, if people want to follow you online, where can they find you and uh, what can they expect out of WDHN this week as you all uh, cover and get ready for Abbeville and Mars Hill.
1: Of course. So, yeah, coming up this week, uh, we'll do a few previews of the game, probably get two or three interviews with the coach, the players, and try to get some community outlooks of it, too. So you can watch that on WDHN Channel 18. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at MRinker, R-I-N-K-E-R-T-V. And then on Facebook, just go Michael Rinker, and you'll find either my personal professional
0: page. So
1: that's where you can find me. uh, I'm excited. Go Hive Nation.
0: That's it. Go Abbeville. You know that's not. You know, you always stay on bias, but we got one team left in Wiregrass. That's the thing about. It. I'm going to say this.
1: One left. all.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is a this is just Abbeville. This is the Wiregrass. This is you know, everybody here in the area is going to be rooting for them. So uh, let's let's go Yellow Jackets. Let's go Hive Nation. And uh, Michael once again. Oh yeah, to do- I
1: think even Coach Stripling over. Geneva County, he was rooting for He was putting out all the scores and giving them some praise. So you could tell the grass is a fan unit out here.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I need to, I guess I should have done this before the show. I should have looked up when's the last time a team from this area was in a state championship game. Uh, bad, bad uh, prepping by the it's host. Elba. That's it. Elba. That's it. <laughs> Elba. Which. Good team didn't make the playoffs this year. And uh, that shows you how tough the 2A region 2 they, the Abbeville came out of was, yeah, was tough because you had a team in there that was good enough to be in the playoffs but didn't because you had five quality teams, only four, yeah. get in. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. i uh, going to be sitting in front of my computer watching the game uh, on, on streaming on Friday. Of course, you will be there. But uh, once again, Michael, I do appreciate you coming on the show and uh, look forward to talking again sometime down the road.
1: Of course, always appreciate it when I come on. It's always fun to talk to you. So have a good one,
0: everybody. That's going to do it for this edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Once again, thanks to Michael Rinker for coming on the show, and uh, really hope the Abbeville Yellow Jackets will pull it out and be victorious this Friday when they take on Mars Hill in the 2A State Championship game. And we'll be back next week for the season finale of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Been a lot of fun as you're doing this, and I look forward to doing one last podcast for the season as we close things up and uh look forward to uh to next year as well and uh that'll be up early next week also remember you can find the podcast on apple podcast please subscribe rate and review Leave a review or read it on a future edition of the show you can also find the podcast on 969 legend.com 955.tvy.com and wkmx.com as well You can follow me on social media at PJordanscc. Of course, you can always email me at sports.philjordan at gmail.com. Everybody, have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.